Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the HE podcast from UBA. My name's Alex and this month I'm joined by one of our HE advisors, Megan. Hi Megan. Hi there. Megan, could you just remind us which areas you cover? Yeah, so I look after Essex, Suffolk and Northamptonshire schools um, and then I also travel abroad um, to Netherlands, Latvia, Lithuania and Germany as well. So we are into a new year. Uh, what's going on this month that will be of interest to teachers and advisors? So I think the most exciting really is our um, Teachers and Advisors Conference. The booking for that is opening really soon. Um, So details are on our website and all the previous attendees will be emailed as well. And the Teachers Conference is something which we in our team all look forward to every year at UBA. Um, This year it's going to be on the 4th and 5th of June. So put the date in your diary and save that date. And it's an event which just gets bigger and better every year, really. It offers you a chance to do academic taster sessions, um, speak to all the academics at the university. There's always keynote speakers. Um, You can stay for dinner and um, stay over at UEA as well, which is always really popular with teachers. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's free. It's a CPD certified event. And... Yeah, it's just a chance for you to meet professionals from universities, but also from other schools um, and other kind of institutions as well. That all sounds great for a free conference. And you said it's CPD certified? Yeah, that is correct, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so if people want to know a bit more, what's the web address they need to go to? Yeah, they just um, go uea.ac.uk forward slash teachers conference, or they can just, yeah, Google uh, Nurturing Bright Futures Conference and it will come up um, on your Google search. Excellent. And I think... We're, hopefully we'll have some listeners who have um, been before. I think I'm right in saying they'll get an email when the, when the registration's open? Yeah, that's correct. Brilliant. Um, so we've also got uh, National Careers Week, which is uh, an event coming up in March. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so we've um, had quite a few bookings from schools um, which we think have aligned with National Careers Week, which is the 2nd to the 7th of March. So yeah, just to say to teachers and advisors, really, if you are doing something for careers week or um you'd like to us to come into your school anyway then yeah just drop us an email we've got schools at uea.ac.uk and we can come in and deliver talks or come to your he fairs yeah whatever you like really what sort of talks can you deliver for schools so this time of year year 13s have hopefully submitted their application and they're deciding which universities to go to so for those students we offer quite a lot of student finance talks at this time of the year for Year 12s, um, we do lots on choosing a course um, or choosing a university or next steps kind of talks. So yeah, they're our kind of main two this time of the year, but we also have academic guest lectures and other things that students can, yeah, that we can talk to students about. Brilliant. So get booking now for Careers Week. And do you just remind us of the dates again? Yeah, it's the 2nd to the 7th of March. Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education advice podcast for teachers and advisors. Brought to you by UEA. So this month we're joined by Tom Smith and Rachel McLennan, who are both senior lecturers in American Literature and Culture, and that's in the School of Art, Media and American Studies at UEA. 
Um, hello both, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. hello. American Studies is something that most students might not have heard of, so it's not something they can take at A-levels or BTECs. So can you tell us a bit more about your course, kind of what it entails and what students will study on it? Okay, so I think we kind of start from the premise that American culture is vitally important in terms of its influence in the world today. That can range from thinking about foreign policy to thinking about whatever we consume, like the foods we eat, whatever TV show you're binging at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And leading off from that, whatever degree course you do with American studies, and we can say more about that, you're looking at American culture through a really quite deep focus on literature, history, probably looking at politics and media as well. You can specialise in any one of those areas you like, but we're also very interested in interdisciplinarities. Mm -hmm. And that means looking at American culture across all those different disciplines if you want to as well. So you could do like a module on the Civil War that looks at film, looks at an autobiography, looks at um, historical records, looks at a TV show, for example. Oh, wow, sounds really cool. So can students kind of pick and choose depending on their area of interest? If they're really interested in media, for example, they could just pick modules on that. Well, we try to keep uh, a bit of a balance throughout the course. So I guess you, you could say the twin pillars of what we do in American studies are literature and history. Um, so about a third of your time you'll be doing stuff that's quite literary focused, a third of your time you'll be doing stuff that's more traditionally historically focused. Um, but within that and alongside that we have these other options that really allow you to explore outside of those traditional disciplines. So for example at the moment in the second year I teach a course on American music. So we use the history of American music to think again about the development of American history, development of American society. So it's another lens that we use to think about America. Um, and also we move into areas like art, photography, um, and some modules as well will juggle all of those things in the way that Rachel just described. So you might be studying literature within a historical context, but also thinking about the way that music from that period can also help us to understand that as well. So yeah, so you, th- there, there is a balance. We are careful that students get a mixture of all those different things. But within that, there is a lot of choice as well. And that develops as you go up through the years of your degree. Oh, fantastic. And do typically students do three years or do they do four-year degrees? So by far the majority of our students do the four-year degree, which includes a year abroad um, that students take in their third year. And again, we can say more about that, if you like, in a bit. Uh, There is an option to do a three-year degree as well, which a minority of our students do do every year, um, usually just for various reasons. Maybe they just want to finish up their degree in three years and (laughs) go on and do something (laughs) else, uh, I think. But yeah, by far the majority of our students do the year abroad option. What are the kind of places that students go to? What kind of colleges do they attend? We've got something like, and again, don't quote me exactly on this number, but maybe about 40 different exchange Mm -hmm. programmes, and I think that makes us one of the broadest exchange programmes in the UK, really. A lot of our students spend the whole year in the US, but you have options to break up your year, spend part of it in Canada and the US, or Australia and the US. And we've also got some exchanges on the go with Hong Kong and New Zealand. And that might seem a bit weird, but it's about getting you to think about how America is understood by other parts of the world as well. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, so really interesting for students to get that cultural difference as well when they're yeah. in America or, as you said, at Hong Kong or somewhere else. Exciting. And they really span the map in America as well. Uh, so they go from West Coast right across to East Coast, quite a few in the middle down south, and also even uh, to Hawaii and Alaska, 
for example. So um, the range of different American spaces that our students travel to is really quite amazing. And do students um, kind of get to choose their top university that they'd like to go to or rank them all? How do they decide where they'd like to go? It must be quite daunting to think. Well, <laughs> yeah. most people I'd probably say I want to go somewhere hot like Florida. But, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, California students, is very popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, um, they work with the study abroad office. So the study abroad office is a dedicated team working with students about their, their study abroad programmes. So they have an enormous library of materials that, that can help students decide about uh, where they'd like to go. Um, and yes, what they do is they, they create a list of destinations that are their, their preferred ones, and the study abroad office tries to make as many people as happy as they can. So, um, so they're trying to make, make sure that as many people get as high up their list of choices as they can. But what, one of the things that's really interesting is that when students come back to us, they're always really enthusiastic about where they've been and really are keen to talk about where they've been. And often they will say that they might not have got their first choice of destination, but they were very happy about where they ended up. So it's, it's more about the process of going than it is necessarily about this mm. specific destination, I think. But, yeah. but we are lucky that we have one of the biggest and longest established year abroad programmes in the country. So I think the, the, the range of choice that our students have is quite unparalleled. And also, unlike plenty of other places, we can guarantee you a place on the year abroad. So if you come to us, sign up for a four-year programme, you're absolutely guaranteed to go abroad. I think that, that's quite unique still. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The students might not know that, so teachers might say, oh, you can do a four-year course, and yes. mm. they then might not know if they yeah. haven't met the grades, or that's there might right. not be enough places. Yeah, and it's interesting seeing people's decision-making processes. You know, some people do choose, depending on whereabouts in the country they want to go in terms of climate and things like that but people choose based on academic interests they want to go to a university that will let them specialise in their own academic strengths mm. but also maybe give them an experience of something very different maybe they want to go to a much bigger campus university than they're used to so again there's an awful lot to think about and I think it's what makes the year abroad so exciting it's not just intellectually rewarding but people are learning to develop their kind of life experience as well. That sounds amazing I wish I did something like that. <laughs> so what about for teachers that are trying to advise students into, or they have students that are interested in kind of culture or literature or America? Mm-hmm. What would you say to the teachers and advisors? How would they advise their students to kind of get a place on the course or what are you kind of looking for for those students? I think, I guess, the, the kind of enthusiasm for American culture of some, of some form, that's, um, that's probably prime. Beyond that, I think students studying literature and history, they're probably the most obvious um, kind of candidates yep. for doing an American Studies degree, and particularly those kind of students who like those humanities-style subjects but don't really necessarily want to choose between them. So this gives you an opportunity to, to carry on working in lots of different areas that you find stimulating, um, working with them together as well, and not having to necessarily choose one path or another. Mm-hmm. So I think any, any humanities background works for us, and actually beyond that our students come from a really diverse range of subjects so you know outside of those areas as well so I think if you're interested in any aspect of American culture then there is definitely stuff in American studies for you to get your teeth into and one of the good things about um, the fact that we have a department here at UEA is that we have a really enormous range of expertise so we span chronology in terms of time periods that that we're interested in we span um, American you know in terms of different areas that we're interested in. Also, we're interested in the way that America works in the world as well. So I think we're really lucky that we have such a great team of of academics here that cover Mm. all imaginable academic bases that students might be interested in. I think that's true. You know, whatever your interest is, there will almost certainly be somebody specific in the department who is an expert in that area and will be able to talk to you more about that. But yeah, on the A-level subjects or any other sort of qualifications, I think 
we have sometimes had students with quite unusual and diverse, you know, sort of combinations of subjects or education histories. And that's, I guess, partly to do with the fact that interdisciplinarity is so central. So we are interested people who think outside the box, mm. who maybe haven't come from sort of standard educational roots as well. And again, I think that key point is really, are you interested in American culture? Mm-hmm. We will be able to give you something exciting to study. Amazing. And what kind of jobs do students go into after? I know they probably, lots of them travel as well and they might end up in those countries that they've done their year abroad in, but Mm. what kind of jobs do students typically go on to? I know it's very broad. Well, we have had um, students go back to the US, for Mm -hmm. example, after their year abroad because they loved it so much over there. In general, students who do American studies at UEA tend to come out with really brilliant communication skills, like both verbal and written. And that really means that the world is your oyster, you know, in terms of thinking about further directions um, with your studies. Because of the year abroad, students tend to be really good at navigating different systems, you know, like different knowledge systems, different operational systems, also really great at problem solving and sort of critically analysing within a whole different set of contexts. So again, students have gone anywhere and everywhere really a lot, as you might expect, go into teaching, media, publishing, archival work. There's more, I suspect. We've had a lot going to sort of creative writing, um, marketing, finance, law, politics. You know, I think there really is an awful lot of opportunities with American studies. Yeah, and I think you kind of touched on this, but the year abroad also, I think, is something that is very valuable in terms of what our students can narrate about themselves and their experiences after they leave us as well. So I think the year abroad really gives a sense of added value to um, to what they do with us here as well. Uh, And it really is another kind of quiver in their, arrow in their quiver, rather, of (laughs) what they can do after, Um, after they leave us. Definitely. Subscribe to our podcast now and make sure you never miss another episode. Do you have any kind of case studies or recent mm-hmm. graduates that might have gone on to one of those careers that you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, the range of institutions that our, our students do go on to. I mean, in recent years, we've had um, students work at BBC Radio 1 Newsbeat uh, and CNN in terms of journalism, working at Orion for publishing, um, uh, doing marketing and communications for the Foreign Office and the British Museum. Uh, and actually, one of our creative writing students, because we should also point out that as well as studying American studies as a subject with us, you can also focus on American history mm-hmm. or American literature or American literature with creative writing. So one of our creative writing graduates was nominated for the Waterstones um, Children's Book Prize for his debut novel. And I think one case study that's particularly interesting that really talks about the way in which students use the, uh, the kind of Americanness of their knowledge that they develop with us is a student who uh, graduated from us, did a law conversion degree, went back to America to work with a firm in Mississippi who specialise in death row cases, trying to get people off death row, and then came back to England again as a trainee barrister. So that's a really nice kind of little vision of the way in which your American Studies degree, even if you go down a very specific pathway, a very vocational pathway, really informs the way that that career develops. Sounds amazing. Um, thank you both so much for joining us. It's been really fascinating for me. I did a biology degree, so extremely <laughs> different to American <laughs> studies. But yeah, it sounds like something I might want to uh, study in the future. Are there any kind of sources of information that teachers and advisors could pass on to students if they thought they might have interested students or students that want to go into the kind of careers that you have mentioned? Where could they find this information? Yeah. 
Uh, there's quite a lot of avenues, really. I mean, it's probably an obvious one, but you can sort of just Google the UEA uh, Department of American Studies um, through the School of Art, Media and American Studies. You'll be able to kind of meet all the different members of the department. You'll have email addresses for us. Uh, so if, for example, you want to talk to somebody who's working on adolescence and ageing like me, you can find my email address and ask me a question. Um, we've also got various sort of departmental social media accounts. We've got Facebook. Yeah, and Facebook, uh, we've got Instagram is American Studies UEA. Uh, we are at American Studies on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and we both have our own personal Twitter presences. That's right, yes. Uh, I'm so. at Thomas Royce Smith, that's yes. my full name. And I'm at Rich McLennan. And I guess for more general subject knowledge, it's also worth checking out um, the British Association for American Studies. Amazing, thank you both so much for joining us on this episode. It's been really nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Email schools at uea.ac.uk to find out what we can do to support your school. So we've reached the end of another episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. As always, you can email us at schools at uea.ac.uk with any questions, thoughts or suggestions. Have a great month and we'll see you next time. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion, or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>